broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Well, good evening. Good evening. And welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. And tonight, we will be discussing a woman who used autism to her advantage. At the age age of four, her doctor had diagnosed her. Her name is Temple Grandin, and he diagnosed her with Asperger's syndrome, a form of autism due to her lack of speech and sensitivity to touch, and also with her photographic memory. She was going to go into a mental asylum where many other autistic people had went until her mother said that she would take her and try to make her learn like any other kid in the United States. At her um, aunt's ranch, She stayed and developed an interest in cattle. Her mom had to find a place for her because she got kicked out of high school. They'd call her names like a retard, tape recorder, a freak, and even a joke. Due to a very great teacher, she was able to complete an assignment he gave her. She had to complete an optical illusion, which most people cannot do. And after a while, she was able to complete the optical illusion project thanks to a very little hint by her teacher. She later graduated from high school and went into college. She eventually found an interest in animals and pursued an education and career that brought her success. Her communication with others was often blunt And as a result, she sometimes found herself being made fun of by coworkers. And a lot of times, an awfully lot of times, other kids do make fun of certain kids if they don't understand. I mean, a kid can have a different name and they'll talk about it. Um, I remember someone that uh, they were going to have a child and they were going to name that child Seven. And they said that they had known someone named Seven and I don't know. I don't know, but my thing is that uh, 
the kids are really going to have fun with that. But, you know, that's something that people want to do. And, you know, people can do what they want. Right now, I have another host that's joined with me. Okay, TC, you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Are you there? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can. Yes. And uh, tonight I thought we'd talk about autism. What do you think? (laughs) Autism? Yes. Well, I'm going to I'm going to start where you left off about uh, name name people being called different names and uh, how kids are cruel. But as I as I thought about it uh, last week, I, I I remember when I was like I guess five or six years old and going to school and you know we did laugh at people and people's names and stuff like that. But as little kids, you know, we thought we were being funny. But what we didn't understand that a lot of people didn't understand that the name, the stuff we were calling people, was uh, had a different motive. Uh, for instance, as a little boy at five, six, seven years old, how do you talk to a girl? You know, they have no uh, no kind of history with that. So what we used to do, we used to tease them. You know, if you got teased, that was kind of a way of telling that person, at least in the in the in a boy's center of view, that they were popular. Okay, and as I got got older and older, I ran into different uh, different young ladies that uh, was having problems and took everything that we as kids were saying, you know, literally, and it actually, excuse me, it actually affected their lives. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. What do you think about someone naming their child, now this is a female, naming her seven? Can you just hear the children laughing? (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes the most unusual things sometimes benefit others, you know. So uh, remember when 50 Cent first came out, everybody was talking about 50 Cent, what kind of name is that? <laughs> but now he's one of the most, well, you know, when it comes to records and, and business, he's one of the most popular people. You, you know, know what? what? So, You're very right. Uh, but is that his real name? I don't know what his real name is, but people don't always uh, clue to you about their real name. You That's know? true. Because my question I asked when I was uh, in the Sunday school class one day, I said, well, you know, uh, there were certain names in the Bible that meant, you know, different things, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of the one, uh, the name that meant uh a shyster. I'm trying to think of who it was, and um, I can't think of the character right now. 
but they used to name people what they thought they were going to be. So yes. this yeah. Tommy Clark meant a shyster, you know. I'll try that name, right? So <laughs> if your parents named you Tommy Clark, does that automatically mean that, you know, I'm supposed to rob people, take advantage of people, or do whatever, you know? So, you know, it just depends on where you're kind of coming from, you know, with the way you name. You but know, what so do you think about I, that, though? I think seven what, what is a you, great name. What you, I think oh. seven is a great name. I mean, Don't one thing about it, you will stand out. <laughs> everybody says seven, it's not like somebody say, well, who's six? Who's five? <laughs> you know. Oh, like wow. Sometimes oh, being wow. different okay. helps you. Sometimes it can hurt you, too. You know. Uh, okay. Well, you know, you gave me a a, a different uh, thing to about think names? about. To think about. I never would have. I can just see children laughing and talking, mm-hmm. you know. That's what I could see. I couldn't see anything good in that. But, you know, mm-hmm. you gave me a, a different side. I hadn't thought of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. She's really going to stand out. But I had promised yeah, but... myself I'd never call her seven. But, you know, you have to learn. You have to learn. So I'm still mm-hmm. learning. But you got to remember, you know, different cultures do things totally different, you know, and uh, everything really goes back to your culture. You know, that's why most black people were Smith, Jones, John, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until, what, what, the 60s or the 70s? When I, well, I don't know what it's your quickers and all those other people came from. <laughs> and then now in the 2000s, they're just making up stuff and calling it a name. And all of a sudden, you know, <clears throat> what kind of meaning will that have on a person? That's so names the part are I don't like is is the you know your name is a number, and how are you going to feel and how are you going to take it and you know do you have to fight about it and and I was looking at the uh, the other side of it. So you know, think of the most famous number there is. Malcolm Is that X. it? <laughs> Malcolm X stands for 10, right? Malcolm X. Well, yeah. But that's, you know, this child doesn't have a religion now, you know. I mean, do any of us really at age five, six, or seven, we just go wherever our parents send us. And that right. becomes our basis, our base for what, you know, how we value the world or other people. So, you know. Especially Spanish, Jesus is like one of the most important, you know, most popular names, you know, in from Mexico. But they call it Jesus, I think, instead of Jesus. Right. So well, you know, now, does that mean that everybody born as a Jesus is a, is is Jesus in the making? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. 
But I can see. Remember, you know, remember what? You know, okay. Um, remember what? Oh, I was going to say, uh, I, I, I did the name of I, I, It means that it, we use it for the devil. It begins with a D, and a lot of people, Jason, not Jason, there was a name. And I always wanted to, why would somebody name their kid that? Don't that mean Satan or something like that? Uh, but I'll have to think. I had on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it now. So, but I will. And it's I'll, not I'll, devil. No, no, not devil. It's it's it's, it's, it's used as a regular name. Uh, oh, okay. Name name uh, three three or four names that we call the devil, Lucifer. Yeah. I know a lot of people's name was Lucifer. Now, what does that mean? Is that guy going to be raising heck everywhere he goes? No. If you call your kid Lucifer, I mean, if if names mean that much to you. A lot of people don't go by. But they don't go by, yeah, by the Bible. They used well, to name their children from the Bible. Right. I think that's gone, way gone. But well, I was. What is the significance of a name? Then? Well, it should mean something, wouldn't you think? Seriously, I don't know. Wouldn't you think it should mean something? Your name. Some- Sounds like something they like, you know. Oh, I like that name. You know, every year we, there's always certain names that seem to come up to the top, you know, to be the most popular name of the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I would be honest with you, I was sure uh, in the start that Obama would never ever <laughs> become president of the United States. I, you know, I was like. They go, if his name because was Jones name. or Brown something, you know, and I love the man. I thought he was totally dynamic, and I'm just being real. And my thing was, and I ain't going to say which people they are, going to vote for somebody, <laughs> you know, Obama. I was just, you know, I love the man, right? Don't get me wrong. But the yeah. name, but then I, it surprised me. You know, does that have a meeting? Does that have a meeting, though? Yes, Obama. Maybe in Africa somewhere, but I don't know. Maybe one of our listeners know. Oh, if you do, listeners, can you press your one and let us know? But uh, I don't know. You can find a different name. Anywhere though. Mhm. Yeah. There was a young lady named. Her name was. Uh, pandemic or something like that. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> but it was the thing about it. Really very attractive young lady. I, I was I, as I regressed back to uh, junior high school. Okay. <laughs> she was you know. She was uh, probably the complexion of our vice president. Uh, she had, she was an American. She was an Indian. She was an American Indian, and she was like maybe 
four foot three. Oh wow! You know, when I yeah, remember I was short back then. You know when you first got into it, junior high school, and she was sitting in the room. I mean, if if she sat still, you would have sworn it was a doll back there, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting back there, and, and uh, she, I got in one of my classes, and I asked. I said, you know. For a very uh, attractive young lady, you never smile. I said, you know, you always look like, you, you know, the world is on your shoulder. And, you know, and she would, you know, didn't seem to be a happy person. And she said, Tommy, think of it like this. If I smile at somebody, they think I want to talk to them. <laughs> if I don't smile at them, they get mad at me for not smiling yeah. at them. Yeah. She said, so <laughs> what can I do? She yeah. said, you know, it's a lose-lose situation, you know, no right. matter how we go. That's sad, too. So, you know, it's sad, but these are the things that as young kids we put on people that we don't realize how important it is and how much it affects people's lives. You know what I mean? And as they yeah. grow older, what we think things are, are, are like lighthearted or kid-hearted or or whatever, they may have some uh, really bad, you know, things behind it, you know. So names but are I important. Thought, I thought a name was supposed to mean something, you know. It does. I thought it was. To the parent. Yeah. And that's well, what it's supposed to mean stuff to just the parent. Whoever decides that that child, the name they want to give that child. Now, what's the most important is what are they going to teach that child? That's true. You know. That's true. But, but the building blocks are there from the time they're born. The first name they answer to is when they start answering their own names, you know. They think yeah. that's a great thing. <laughs> so, I tell people, be careful of how you treat your kids. You know, even if you don't agree with everything they do, but sometimes, you know, people get used to just, uh, I ain't going to say putting uh, barriers in front of their kids on purpose, but they do it by, uh, you know, the way they talk to their kids. Yeah. I've got some people next door to me. Every t- every morning when the kids leave for school, and they're only like six, seven, eight. Boy, you swear we was on a Navy ship. You know, why is that? Because they were they were cussing uh, at him, and I'm like, now my mother, which is, you know, uh, who lived you know next door to him before I, you know I moved over here, she she called the lady and said, baby, don't talk to those kids like that. Please don't talk. Well, if a man come over there and I start saying it, all of a sudden. You know, her brothers be getting mad and all these other folks be getting mad. And I'm like, man, I sure will wish, well, I should stick my head out of the door and, you know, so please stop cussing at those, those little kids, please, because they're going to think that's your name after a while. <laughs> they are, and they're going to start answering to it. You know, the one place you should always feel safe is at home. And the one place you should get at least the most of your positive strokes is from your parents. Because nobody loves you more than your parents. We hope. Supposedly. Supposedly. Remember, 
kids are born equal. Parents are not. Okay. Sometimes parents become parents for the wrong reasons. Well, that's a lot. That's always been the case. But you don't get a choose. You don't get a chance to choose who your parents were. That's true. That's true. Because I would have picked somebody very, very rich if I had a choice. <laughs> if you would, you would you? You want all well, that really, money. Why do you want all that money? I would be honest with you. I don't know because I don't have it. So my imagination <laughs> can't go that far. I never wanted a lot of money. I want enough. A lot depends I. on how much you have. A lot depends on how much you have. Well, you know. I mean, look at look at. Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of his name now. No, talking about the one that's sending people up into space. Mhm. They got. Uh, they got all this money, didn't know mm-hmm. what to ha- do with it, you know, having uh, spaceships mm-hmm. built and sending people up there for a minute and bringing them yeah. back home. But you I'm surprised that we haven't had any accidents yet. Well, who knows? But look at it like this. A lot of times people we call waste money on things that we don't understand. And then 10 years or 15 years later, you sit down and say, oh, you know, look at the Dick Tracy watch we used to talk about in the 60s. Now I got a computer on my wrist that talks back to me. And if I fall, <laughs> it, it goes and it hits my emergency caller and say, oh, I... uh, such and such fell on Seven Mile and Ryan, you know, send emergency help. You know, and when we thought just the Dick Tracy radio was some good, you know, God, that would be a heck of a thing, you you think? (laughs) But those came with people who had a lot of money and decided to invest in something. Yeah, Money don't mean opportunity. Money is only good if you know how to treat it and use it. Yeah, well, some people do. Some people, people like a lot it. of people like to spend other people's money. Well, you know that's true too. They Oprah, like they say, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, she can do with all her money. But wait a minute, she's doing a lot of stuff for a lot of people, of who she thinks is important. But because she don't do what I think she should do, you know, she's just another person with a lot of money and don't understand what to do with it. You know what? I think I, I take that back. I think I would like to have a lot of money. <laughs> I, I wonder what I would do with it. When you didn't have to worry about. Would you different? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. That's something to think about, but I never wanted to be rich. I really didn't. 
And then I thought about it, well, why not? You know, you would like to do a lot of stuff for others. Mm -hmm. Then I had to change that thought because I, I do. I don't mind helping others. I just, I've never had it, so I, I never, um, you know, it doesn't make me feel bad. Well, it really doesn't. I mean, look at all the things you've given to the people that you do know, you know. And a lot of times, it's the little things. It's That's not true. The, you know, not the big things. It's the little things that you do. A world and it doesn't have to always be money. Mm-hmm. Well, your biggest, your biggest, my biggest enjoyment that people didn't understand was when I used to work with kids. You know, oh, they got yeah. the boy. You, you know, you must really love to, to you know, to be out with all the kids. I, say, I have more fun than they do. But if they ever found out, they'll probably start giving me a, a hard time. <laughs> because when you do something you enjoy, it's not work any longer. That's true. That's so you know, true. It becomes a part of your life. And so I think we need to have more people with dreams uh, outside the box of where they come from. You know, what's interesting, uh, at my church I had an after-school thing for uh, students. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, years ago. And I was passing out uh, flyers for my church and I ran up on a porch of one of my students. Now, mind you, this little child is now a grown man and he said that he had been praying that he could see me again. He wanted to see me again. And I didn't know when he was a little kid that, you know, I like Miss Whitehead. Mm-hmm. And he, when he saw me, he just hugged me and everything. And I'm saying, who is this? <laughs> because he's grown now. And mm-hmm. the the really interesting thing was he told me he had gotten married and when he told me the date, I told him, that's my, my date. And, oh, he loved it then. He really loved it then. But, uh, you know, you never know what you do when you help people. And you just do it, you know, you just do things, and then things come back to you that you never thought about because you mm-hmm. wouldn't doing something to, you know, get something in the future. That's not what you're doing. You're doing something because you like it. Right. And uh, when it comes back and you say, what? You like that? You know, (laughs) it's, I don't know, time goes. I don't think it's the word like that. I think what it is, love. You know, you 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 think of it something like that, and they look at it as pure love. You know, because they you took the time, you know, to do such and such. <clears throat> there was a little little kid that they were going to, was on my baseball team, and uh, he got sick and he could not he could not uh, 
we won the championship, and they had a trophy, right? And he couldn't go to the thing because he was sick, right? Mm-hmm. When I walked up on that porch and knocked on the door and handed <laughs> him that trophy, I oh, mean, wow. his eyes got bigger than a silver dollar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, and I that ran into him, like you so said, much. 20 years later, I had yeah. to make him go back to work. Yeah. I think I was in Target or somewhere. This boy jumped down. Mr. Clark, Mr. Clark. Ah. Jumped down, ran over, and started hugging me. I mean, for about 10 or 15 minutes. I said, don't you got to work? You better get Doesn't back that make that you feel good to know that you did something to help somebody? And you didn't know what you were doing to them, mm-hmm. but they did, and they kept it in their hearts. And mm-hmm. just like the young man I was telling you about, all he wanted to do was just see me again. Mm-hmm. And accidentally, he saw me. <laughs> so right. I know about that because he hugged me, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't know when you're doing things like that. But that's I like that because you're doing it from your heart and you're not doing it to get something, you know, sure. back. Well, yeah, I'm doing this, but, uh, you know, so I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. And I think I will take a break, and we're going to listen to this ad. This is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Hi, friends. I'm Dr. Mike Spaulding, inviting you to listen to great Bible teaching on the Transforming Word radio show and podcast. All shows are available on iTunes and Stitcher. Search for the Transforming Word and subscribe for notification of new shows. You may also listen to every episode from my website, www.thetransformingword.com. In addition to The Transforming Word, I want to make you aware of my interview, news, and opinion show, Soaring Eagle Radio. If you're interested in engaging conversations related to a variety of topics not covered by typical news media, then check out Soaring Eagle Radio. You may subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher, and you may listen to every episode on my website, www.soaringeagleradio.com. For more information on my ministries, please email me. Pastor Mike at cclohio.com. Again, that's Pastor Mike at cclohio.com. Thank you for listening to these shows, and please leave me a note when you do. God bless you today. We'll be back to the Let's Talk About It Jenny White Show. Want to start a business or have tax issues? We know exactly how to handle your individual needs. We personalize each individual and give you the time required to focus on your needs. We audit you before the IRS does. The IRS is not on your side, but we are. We set up companies to do tax preparation, tax and retirement planning, bookkeeping, IRS audits, and reviews. Please call me, Deborah Mitchell, owner of Mitchell & Company, for a free consultation at 248-354-5122 and visit my website, MitchellTexAccounting.com.
As an author, you understand the devastation of someone plagiarizing your work. But what if someone stole your identity? Protect yourself and your family with identity theft protection. Services include credit monitoring, credit reports and scores from all three credit bureaus, social security number, emails, credit cards, bank account monitoring, and social media monitoring from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. For more information, call 248-525-7680. Yes, we're back, and this is the Jenny White Show, and we're talking today about having um, persons who are autism for our friends or whatever. But one thing I'd like to say with the commercial, real quick, I'm going to talk to any of you that are listening right now. Don't forget that the 18th is the last day for your taxes. I just want to let you know. So try to get them in so you won't have to go through a lot of problems. And uh, those of you that haven't uh, filed your file. Yours in a long time. Try to get that together. Because it's going to run you down. It will run you down. Okay, and TC, have you done your taxes? Uh, Nope, not yet for this year. But I I have a a, a daughter that Excellent, and I promised her I'd get it to her next week. Oh, okay. It helps to have an accountant in your, in your family. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see, do I have a kind of accountant? No. Ah, uh, that's okay. As long as I get it in before the 18th, that's all. That's all. I don't like to get uh, behind because I've heard too many stories about people that haven't done their uh, taxes in years, if you can believe that, in years. I don't know how people do that. Now, if I didn't have to do it, it'd be one thing. But just to not do it because I don't want to do it, No, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But at any rate, I was talking about um, this lady who had autism, and she was doing very well. She was doing very well. And uh, she took on the challenge of walking through doors like at her graduation with her journals and even with her and this lady by seeking out a solution to continue her work, which was her squeeze machine. She exemplifies determination and passion despite the limits of autism. 
she proved that nothing could prevent her from getting a strong education and a stable job. Dr. Temple Grandin's ability to strongly connect and very efficiently sympathize with the ones who like a voice demonstrates her with her compassion. Temple Grandin had once said, I wish animals could have more than just a low-stress life and a quick painless death. I wish animals could have a very good life with something useful and maintaining for us to do. People were animals too once, and when we turned into human beings, we began to give something up. So everybody that has autism doesn't have it at the same level. Some people... um, they are having problems, and some don't speak. So that's kind of kind of bad. I think they said they diagnose you when you're about, uh, could be three months, but you're a baby when they find this out. But some of these people can live independent lives. But you have to help them. I know that there are some parents who have children like that, and they just baby them. And I think that's the wrong thing to do. I mean, you feel so sorry for them. But they can be independent in some way. And they they can do things, but if you don't let them, then you're uh, messing them up. So I just thought that tonight would be a night, a good night, to talk about people like that. Because I know people like that. And some of them are very, very intelligent. So I don't know. Some of us sometimes we act kind of uh, hmm. We act like we don't have good sense, and then we call other people crazy. So how about that? So TC, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, everybody has limits. Okay, and it and all of it depends on how you try to develop those limits. But what I would be kind of interesting is how is three months can they say that a certain child has a certain thing when the child has only been out of the the womb for what three months? I mean, some people learn at different different rates, you know. That's true. Uh, so. And like I said, we all have limits. Some people are great in math. Some people are great in English. Some people are great at running, you know. So uh, what what is your scale of measurement sometimes? Yes, we can limit people, but 
then that means there's a lot of autistic people running around that are not really diagnosed yet. Right. Absolutely. They're not not being trained or whatever. So sometimes parents, sometimes people more than uh, they do, you know, than they should. But the biggest thing is I've never had an autistic uh, child, but I've, I've known my cousins and stuff that were. But the only thing that stopped them from really I don't want to say normal, is that none of their parents or their brothers or sisters would would uh, step in instead of let them actually, you know, try to do something or learn to do something, you know. And so they're kind of retarded people, but then, then I guess I could say, aren't we all retarded? And, or <laughs> maybe that's not the right word. Or being held back for one reason or another, parents don't want to let you do this or that or the other, and maybe because they don't understand. Yeah, I think uh, way back when, if a parent had a child that had autism, autism, I don't think they would have called it that then. But no. the parents didn't know what to do with that child and I don't think that they would put them out you know just because they couldn't do certain things but I think if you love a child even though they may have some kind of situation I think you I think you can do more than just baby them. I don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do that. What do you think? And that really hurts them. That really hurts them because there's a lot that they can do. But you know, but when you don't know, but when you don't know, and what that's it. When you're in charge, how do you find out what you don't know? And I know everybody say, "Well, go to a book." Okay, they'll say, okay, now where do I get that book from? You know, just, you know, certain things we're just not used to or never heard of before. Right, right. Well, they called it something else. I can't remember. Hmm. They called it something else. Just like when uh, older people got dementia, they didn't call it dementia. You know, what did they call that? Uh, I don't recall, but I know that years back, a lot of children would keep their parents. And I notice now in these um, new era, they're putting everybody into these homes and I I don't know about that I don't know about that I don't think that's the best thing to do with a person and you say you got a job and I can't keep nobody because I got to do this and I got to do that so what happens when you get ill 
somebody going to throw you in a, a place, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you so know, I, the biggest generation or the greatest generation that that's passing on and uh, that live, you know, to the 90s and, uh, you know, 100, 101, 102, you know, and dealing with that stress of, of things like dementia and Alzheimer's and alike, you know, until it hits you, you really don't understand, you know, the challenges that it brings. Well, I know I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, they're very upset because they say, well, my mother doesn't know me. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, I mean, that can just tear you up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, the, the hardest thing is seeing someone that has dementia or whatever and uh, you're you're still functioning normal, what we consider normal, where they're not. And so the pressure they're putting on you is that you have to learn how to uh, change the things you do or look at the things they say differently, you know. Because I, I remember when my mom's mother passed, and this was back in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken, and this lady you could actually probably tie her to a to a stake and burn her to death, and she would not. She a cuss word would never come out of this lady's mouth. She's down from Mississippi, you know. She was just I think she was like eighty something when she died. I think I was like sixteen, and I had never ever ever heard a bad word come out of her mouth. And uh, when they had to put her in a home, and my mom went down you know, to take care of her. And she said, because she said she had never heard her mother, her mother come. And she said, she called her everything but a child of God. And she said, well, what? what did you do? She said, I get up and I go out in the hallway and I sit in the hallway and I cry. And then, you know, oh. I remembered, you know, she said, that I remembered all the good stuff she did, you know, that a good time. She says she wiped the tears off. She go back in there and she says sometimes she could last two hours or three hours. But she'd come right back out again and start crying. You know. And but like I say, it's a stress that reaches you when no other thing else can reach you. Yeah. You know, it's something you only experience once in life. Yeah. Well, if you got if you got two parents, twice in life. You know, by your by your parents if you're lucky. But, uh, you know, I don't know. They were saying that's what Bruce Willis uh, is coming down with. Uh, but it's a different form. They don't call it dementia anymore. It's something else. And I was, I kind of caught part of the, the thing on MSNBC, and they're saying uh, <clears throat> whatever this is, and they named it, and I'm sorry, I can't think of the name. They say one time, sometimes, It'll attack, it'll attack somebody's voice. Another time, it'll attack somebody's mind. It's 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 like I'll call it like Gillian Beret, which is like a floating paralysis. You know, one day your arm is not working, next day your leg is not working, say your bowels is not. You know, and it just floats through your body, 
and they were saying what he has depend on they had seven different names, which meant seven different types. One was for speech, one for understanding, and a couple others, you know. But uh, you can look at them and you can tell there's something moving inside his brain by by just his eye movement. But he may not be processing it the same thing way you're hearing it coming in. And they said, you know, but it's 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 a form of dementia they were talking about, but it's it's supposed to have like seven stages, and uh, it was wow. the first time I had heard about it. it. Was yesterday morning. Oh well, well I think well, we've come down to the last few minutes. So, is there something that you would like to say before we? Go off the air. Everybody get ready for spring. Time to go out and enjoy <laughs> life and smell the fresh air. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, what I'd like to say is a lie doesn't become truth. Wrong doesn't become right. And evil doesn't become good. Just because it's accepted by a majority and when I read that I thought about um, Trump's folks a lie doesn't become a truth just because you say it all the time like they keep saying that uh, the election was taken away from him and they say if you say it long enough people will believe you well I think some folks have believed him, but it's still wrong, and it's still a lie. So I'd like to say everybody have a good weekend. This is, what is it, the 1st of April. Uh, what did my granddaughter told me you're supposed to have a prank on somebody today. Okay. Nobody knows. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, everybody, I wish you uh, a good weekend. And I'll be talking to you next Friday. And have a good weekend. Good night. This has been Let's Talk About It with Jenny White tonight. Goodbye.